the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program was recorded for broadcast at this time. Welcome to What's the Score? A series solely dedicated to the support of Central Florida small business and entrepreneurs. Donated as a community service by Salem Media Group. And now let's head into the Rich Jekyll Score Studio with Christopher Hart and Lucy Polito. Hello and welcome to What's the Score? The show designed to help you come up with that winning combination for your business. And as usual, we have the winning combination for you today because we have the award-winning score volunteer, Lucy Polito, leading us off. How are you doing, Lucy? I am doing terrific, Chris. How about you? Pretty are good. You as well as always? <laughs> I think I am. Uh, I am Christopher Hart of the American Adversaries Radio Show. But of course, this show is all about score. And everything SCORE has going on, everything SCORE is uh, all about, and uh, how you can take advantage of it. Of course, SCORE is to help entrepreneurs in all stages of business. The earlier you get to SCORE, the better, though. And uh, you can have a long-term relationship with them, or just maybe it's a quick question and you're on your way. That's the best thing about SCORE is you make the final decisions. They're there to counsel you. They're there to help educate and inform you, and they do it at the rock bottom. You know, almost we almost forgot to say last week, Lucy, shame on us, you know, the price of, of involved here. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to lead off with that tonight, or today, I should say, and that's going to be how much is the price, the cost? It's, it's an incredible price, you know. I mean, truly, if people don't take advantage of this opportunity, it is absolutely free, folks. What are you waiting for? <laughs> That's right. Where uh, else can you get such wonderful information and help for nothing? I, I the educational programming, those five basic workshops, everybody should take that. You know, whether you're starting a business or not, to help understand what being in business is all about. Because a lot of people, you know, Lucy, who've never been in a business, they're quick to say this or that about a business because they don't know what they're talking about. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. And, you know, at the end of the day, when if you really question people, I think most people, I, I probably, I'm going to say 95% of the population really at one time or another had a desire to open a business and are scared to death because they don't know anything and so they say, well, no, I don't know anything about any of that stuff, but I'm, I really would like to have this product, this service, whatever, but I just don't know how to start. So I'll just forget about it and just go get a job. And it's a shame because there we are, ready to help you. And again, I'm going to repeat it. It is free. Absolutely. No charge. Thanks to grants and don't uh, sponsors. <clears throat> By the way, you can make donations yourself at Orlando.score.org where you can take advantage of everything that we're talking about because you can find out when those educational, like those five basic workshops, are uh, every month. Also, they have the Coffee with a Leader presentations where it's more contemporary stuff. 
um, the, the workshops are the basic stuff. Then, then you have also the webinars, the uh, contemporary inform- informative stuff. So all of that, and then, of course, backed up by the mentorship program of great volunteers like Lucy and so many others, both here and nationwide. And they're all available with their expertise, their experiences, and their advice. And uh, once again, they, they can act as sort of a board of directors for you, you know, offering advice and, and counsel, but you make the final decisions. You're the, you're, you're the chief. So all you have to do is go to orlando.score.org, and you can find out how you can take advantage there. And also, there's a great newsletter there if you want to sign up for that. And if you'd like to make an appointment, because, of course, the office hours are now open Monday through Thursday, four, I'm sorry, 10 to 4, and then Friday, 10 to 1, and the SCORE offices are in the National Entrepreneur Center on the west end there of the Fashion Square Mall at, right off McGuire. And uh, you can have a sit-down. Maybe you can have your, answer, your questions answered over the phone. Maybe you can find what you're looking for online. By the way, they also have a lot of uh, documents there, uh, templates that you can use for your business documentation. And once again, no charge at all. So please take advantage of it. All right, so once again, that's orlando.score.org and 407-420-4844. Okay, so that brings us to our guest today. He is in the automobile business, so we'd like to welcome to the show Don Northrup. Don, how are you today? Good, thank you. How are you? We're doing excellent, excellent. And uh, I know you haven't been on the show before, because uh, I think I would have remembered talking about this subject matter, at least if not you yourself. So, first of all, we want to know a little bit about Don Northrop. Like, where are you from? Where Where are you born? Uh, are you a local guy? Uh, and uh, what's what? You know, what'd you do? What'd you study in school? What'd you do after school? How'd you get from 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 there to where you are now? And then we'll pick it up from there. <laughs> yeah, uh, born in Michigan. Uh, spent some time in Chicago, been in the Orlando area since 1983. And, uh, in school, I always studied architecture. Uh, but then when I came to Florida, I had an opportunity as an apprentice uh, working on German automobiles. Always liked cars, so I stuck with it for quite some time, and here we are. So you you said you studied architecture, and uh, was this uh, like commercial buildings? Was it residential buildings? What kind of architecture was it? Uh, residential. I'm sorry? Residential. Residential. Oh, okay. All right. Um, it seems like that's pretty lucrative business to be in. Why would you want to step away from that? Uh, good question. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I've always been intrigued with cars and uh, yeah, just in a roundabout way got the opportunity to do the apprenticeship um, on Porsche and I used to like muscle cars and had quite a few of them and then uh, once I learned about Porsche it captured my interest in, uh, in that particular work. Uh, yeah. well, you said you 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 worked on cars. Uh, did you just sort of teach yourself how to do that? Because that's that's 
a step away from an architecture or two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With other friends that had cars and uh, we'd always play with them and we'd go racing, race each other and did a lot of drag racing type stuff. And then, uh, was where 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 did you do your racing at? Um, Chicago. Was there was I, did I take it this was a track where uh, you could go in like pay an entry fee and get on was and by the way was this a drag racing or was this uh, a track? Yeah. yeah, it was drag racing. And then uh, once I learned about the German cars, uh, was able to experience road racing, which is. Uh, in my opinion, a lot more exciting than drag racing. Well, certainly you're in the car a lot longer. That's for sure. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah, especially right with these uh, uh, top line dragsters and and uh, funny cars today. You get down the track in what four and a half seconds or something like that. Um, so the so you 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 said you worked at an apprenticeship. Where was that at? Was that in a dealership? No, that was for a, uh, was a master Porsche tech that had opened his own business as an independent. And uh, was looking for you know, just kind of a mechanics helper, which I was lucky to get the job. And then over the years, learned quite a bit from him. And then uh, also went to work for Porsche and BMW. Uh, the dealer I was at was BMW, uh, Audi, Volkswagen, Porsche. So you got your you got your hands in all of under all of those hoods. I take it then. Yeah, I've always been a Porsche fan. It's been my favorite. But, um, Do you have learned? Uh, do you have one? I take it yeah. you probably have one yourself. Then I take it. Yeah. yeah, I have a few that are projects at the moment. But okay, putting together intention to sell them. Okay, um, the 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 Porsches that you you started when you started working on them. That was what uh, the the Carreras and stuff that'd be racing at like twenty four hours a Daytona or something like that. Yeah, 911s and uh, 944s. You got quite involved with those in racing. Okay. All right. We did some 356. Uh, did the La Carrera Panamericana in Mexico. That was quite an experience. I guess it was. Uh, we're speaking with Don Northrup. Uh, his business is German Excellence, and I guess now we get the connection, right, Porsche? GermanExcellence.com, is that right, Don, for the website? Yes. Okay, GermanExcellence.com. And, by the way, you, you spell it out like you normally would, GermanExcellence.com. And, uh, Don, you said uh, Porsches uh, are your favorite uh, what about the the other German manufacturers like Mercedes Benz and the others? Yeah, I like all of them. Um, yeah, Mercedes is a great car. Uh, Audi's come a long way. Okay. Uh, BMW. Yeah, I'm just intrigued with the German engineering. 
there's uh, still a lot of hands-on in the manufacturing of the cars too, isn't there? Uh, not so much anymore, but yeah. No? Okay. Depending on... Uh, a lot of the engines are still hand-built to some extent. Okay. All right, well, we're coming up on a break, and we come back. Once again, we'll continue the conversation with Don, and that's germanexcellence.com is the website, germanexcellence.com. And while you're at it, don't forget to go to orlando.score.org and sign up for the newsletter there. That's orlando.score.org. And if you'd like to speak to a SCORE volunteer, you can call them on on the phone at 407-420-4844. That's 407-420-4844. And we'll be right back with more of What's the Score? Thanks again for tuning in. We really do appreciate it. Don't forget to check out the website, Orlando.score.org, where they got a lot of great things going on. you got Lucy Polito, myself, Christopher Hart, our guest today, Don Northrup of German Excellence. That's GermanExcellence.com, where, Lucy, you were just saying during the break that Don used to work on your car. Did you drive one? He has. Uh, he worked. Well, I don't know if he personally worked on it, but certainly... His group, and he's got a very big shop, uh, worked on my car for at least seven years or so. Uh, and I was always very happy with the service, very reasonable, certainly much, much better than, oops, I, I better not say than the actual dealers. But at the end of the day, uh, these folks always uh, gave me wonderful service, reasonable prices, considering it was, it, you know, it's a German car. And they generally are always expensive. And if you take them anywhere else to get, uh, you know, an update or, or whatever it is that was needed. But I came uh, religiously and they did a very good job always. I never had any problems whatsoever. So, uh, you know, this is how I encountered this, these folks. And uh, I found them to be very reasonable and they always did a good job. So All right. I, Really, truly, from personal experience, I highly uh, recommend them. Okay. And I know he he works in other cars also, other brands, uh, German bars, uh, brands okay. rather. So, all right, Don, so German Excellence, is is this a repair shop? Is it a speed shop? Is it uh, you buy and sell cars? Tell us about German Excellence. Yeah, we service German cars, uh, Porsche, BMW, Mercedes, Volkswagen, Audi, and Mini is in our lineup. And uh, we also do some sales, not a large volume dealer, but uh, we sell them from time to time. But our main focus is repair and service. And do you still have the speed shop? In other words, you still, because uh, you said you had some cars that were your projects, some Porsches. Yeah, well, that's that's cars I'm building to sell not going to be race cars or anything they'll be street cars it's kind of okay so you uh, you've settled into this as a business uh, I take it this is your first business because I w- when you were an architect uh, were you working for a firm or were you on your own no that was just in school um, never worked as an architect I see. 
So right out of school is when you stepped into, uh, you said, the apprenticeship? Yes. Okay. So when did you start German Excellence? Uh, it was 2003. Uh, it's a shop I worked for for 15 years, Zotz Garage. Uh, the owner decided to go racing only and give up the streetcar business and he talked me into purchasing it. Okay. So I take it then you'd never been in business for yourself before. No. What was, what did you find to be the biggest challenges? Uh, the biggest challenge was going from a mechanic to an owner and, um, went with some specific training for that with coaching. Uh, spoke to score a little bit about it. I wish we would have got to know him better. Uh, that was going to be my next question. Um, when you did, how had you found out about score? How did you know about them at all? Uh, it was from my father. He recommended him when I was, uh, looking at purchasing the building and to talk to them about uh, financing and putting a business plan together. Was your father in business for himself? No, he was a banker. Oh, okay. So obviously then he had run across people in score being a banker. Wouldn't you think so, Lucy? Yeah. You know, we, we, we help each other. We sometimes, obviously a lot of people that, if they're opening up a business, they have some money, but they need some additional money. And of course, we refer them to the banks and, and vice versa. Sometimes uh, people are coming in for a small business, a real small business, but they want to open up the business. And sometimes the bank can't help them. So they send them to us to see how we can work it out so that they can get some assistance and, and maybe even be a little more prepared to be a business owner. So, yes, we work with banks, as, as you know. I mean, uh, our, our banks are, are, we help each other, really. Don, you said you, you, uh, you bought the business from your previous employer, correct? Yes. And did, did he give you, like, terms where you could pay it off over time? Or had you saved up a, enough, enough to purchase it outright? Um. Yeah, I initially started out with a partner, and uh, we just bought it outright. And then over the years, I was able to um, buy out my partner and you know become a sole owner. Yeah, it was a huge advantage buying a business that was already operating and successful and had clientele. You say that gave you a huge advantage. Yeah. Go ahead, Lucy, please. No, I was, I was going to ask you, you've always been in that location where you're at now, because that's where I know you from. I, I, I don't know if you were in a previous location. Yeah, we were uh, a couple miles down the road initially. And we've been at this location about 12 years. Okay. We're speaking yeah. with Don Northrup of German Excellence. That's GermanExcellence.com. Just spell it all out, GermanExcellence.com. You said you went from being, you know, an employee, one of the service techs, to being the owner. Uh, I take it you weren't the only 
uh, mechanic there at the time. And so you kind of went from being one of the guys to being the boss man. How did that go? Yeah, it was challenging. Um, in the beginning, there were just two of us, and I was still working as a mechanic and uh, running the business at the same time. My wife at the time uh, helped a lot with it and helped build the business, and she's still a part of the business. And uh, yeah, we've expanded to, um, right now we have three technicians and two service writers and my ex-wife now uh, is, does bookkeeping and office manager. So definitely more more people than we had in the beginning. Are you finding that people are hanging onto their cars longer because of the high prices of new cars these days? Yes, definitely. Yeah, higher prices and uh, higher interest rates usually uh, tend people tend to fix their cars and keep driving them versus go out and buy a new one. And uh, these, uh, as you said, the the engineering and the German cars. Uh, are they built long, to last longer than American cars in general? Um, yes, they, yes and no. Uh, they've they used to be. They've kind of changed over the years to become more uh, typical, as you know, um, like Mercedes used to be intended to drive the car a million miles, and that doesn't happen too much anymore, unfortunately. Okay. Go ahead, Lucy. No, I was going to say, you know, uh, all these new cars are so automated. I mean, there's so much, you know, I want a car that just has, you know, the brakes and the accelerator, the the wheel, and I just want to be able to open the doors and and open the windows, and I'm ready to go. But now, (laughs) my God, you buy a car and there's more buttons that you know what to do with. Um, so it, I think it's going to be a very expensive proposition from now on as far as, you know, maintaining a car because, you know, something goes wrong with the car and it's so many buttons. You don't know which one is the one that, you know, that went berserk. So I don't know how you find that, but it seems to me like cars are good, but they're becoming more technical, I guess. You have to be a tech right now to even to have a, a car to be able to you know, a, a brand new car. I'm talking about like a 2020 or I don't know when all these things started, but it is, you know, compared to what it used to be simple stuff. Now it's complicated, you know, simple stuff used to be simple. Now it's all complicated. Even to put on the radio on some of these cars is just incredible. So I don't know. Now I think it's going to be more, exp- if you, something's wrong with your car, it's going to be a lot more expensive. I think, I don't know. Is she right, Don? Yeah, it's definitely a good possibility. They're always expanding technically and becoming more complicated. Um, Emissions and fuel mileage requirements add to uh, more technology and luckily also more horsepower, which is kind of nice. The cars keep keep continuing to become more complicated and they're going to 
keep going that direction. Uh, we've still got uh, telemetry and stuff like that in our future where cars will be talking to each other. That's kind of exciting. Okay. So, uh, I think, well, I think it's going to be a lot more expensive. Well, yeah. I, I'm just going to say it's going to be a lot more expensive, I think, for the people that work as cars because they're going to need some new equipment and stuff like that because they can't <laughs> you know, work with the same type of stuff that they had before versus now when all the stuff is right. electrical and now you know the electric cars and i don't know what goes into right. that but i would think it's different type of equipment that you need all right well we'll get to that when we come back from the break once again we're speaking with don northrup of german excellence that is germanexcellence.com and don't forget also to check out the score website orlando.score.org and we'll be right back with more of what's the score the score once again we want to thank you for tuning in and telling your friends and family about the show and that's what how the word gets around literally by word of mouth from our mouths to yours your ears and your mouths to others ears and that's how uh, score has gotten even busier over these last few years because of this radio show and uh, don't forget score's got a lot of things going on I've got Lucy Polito with me, Christopher Hart, our guest today, Don Northrup. But real quick, Lucy, you know, uh, not only do you have uh, the monthly, you know, bi-monthly coffee series, you got the workshops, but you're going to have some special events coming up this year too, right? Yes, we are going to try to expand what we normally do. Uh, so we're, we're beginning to work on that now. Um, so when I get more information, I will certainly be able to share it with all of you. All right. So big things are coming at SCORE. All right. Uh, back to the conversation with Don Northrup of German Excellence, where they service German-made cars. And that's GermanExcellence.com is the website. We were just talking a little bit about uh, the nature of vehicles, cars these days. And, Lucy, you were talking about, as we went into the break, uh, you were talking about the, the technology being so advanced. And you mentioned, uh, I think you mentioned electric cars, did you not? Yeah, well, I don't have an electric car, but I mean, I don't. I can't even imagine what that would be like to take care of those. Something goes wrong with it. My God, that's going to be, I would think, a very expensive proposition. Uh, I mean, I, you see some people that, especially with the Teslas, initially, when they initially started coming out, they just took the battery and threw it out or something like that because they were so upset with it. So I don't know what the future holds for cars, but all I know is they're a lot more complicated than they were before. Don, and obviously it's going to be much more expensive to, to buy one and to get one and to fix one if something <laughs> goes wrong with it. Yeah. Uh, it used to be, uh, you know, a guy like yourself before you got into the car business or myself who tinkered around cars when we were teenagers or something could still get under the hood and change the oil or the plugs or maybe even dive down into the motor itself, change some head gasket or something. Them days are long gone, aren't they, brother? Yeah, definitely. It's more electrical engineering. And now you... Yeah. Lucy, I would, because she mentioned electric cars, because I know 
some of the manufacturers, including some German manufacturers, have, you know, developed their version of EVs. And but that obviously, you know, complicates your job a lot more because I take it it's the technology is quite different and repairing the car must be as well. Yes, definitely. Um, yeah, we've uh, had some experience with hybrids. We haven't got into full electrics yet, um, but it seems that hybrids still have a great future ahead of us, uh, which is kind of a, still has an engine that is uh, electrical, you know, electrically driven. Um, a lot of the repair is testing and uh, sensor uh, you know, diagnosis, stuff like that. So from a technician standpoint, it's changed a lot to where you have to really be well-versed in electrical testing and diagnosis. You got to troubleshoot the repair. Uh, when you look under the hood, it looks you know a lot more crowded as well. Uh, is, is, is it just even more difficult, you know, to turn the wrenches on the thing? Uh, yes and no. Um, takes some special equipment to to do a lot of the repairs, and if you have the correct equipment, it's not too bad. Yeah, well, that's it's. I think uh, it was Archimedes that said if you have the you know the, the big enough lever, you can <laughs> move a mountain. So it's all about having the right tool, whatever the job is, and that's you know where once again for the average uh, you know garage mechanic. Uh, you're probably not going to have, the, you know, these tools. And, um, but uh, Lucy also mentioned, you know, uh, the batteries of these electric cars, uh, because uh, I, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but we're just sort of coming to the end of the first generation or, or approaching it anyway of, you know, lots of electric cars where they're going to start needing new batteries. And correct me if I'm wrong, but that's like a major expense on those cars, uh, is it not? And has there been, has the government come to, you know, places like you, businesses like you, and said, hey, you know, if you're going to be pulling out these big old batteries and replacing them, here's what you're required to do with them? Or is there a company that's being, you know, set up to dispose of these batteries? Because there are going to be a lot of them, if I'm, if I'm a correct. Yeah, and uh, a lot of them will be recycled and remanufactured. Huh. I never thought about that. The disposal of those batteries, and those are not little batteries. Those are big things, so that's uh, that's an interesting problem. What would be the size of a battery in an EV vehicle? Do you know? Well, depending on the vehicle, um, the... You know, three, 350 to 500 pounds worth of battery. And what would it cost to replace one of those? Yeah, I'm not sure on the big batteries. Uh, we've been seeing lately a lot of the new cars or uh, gas-powered cars are using lithium batteries for the regular battery in the car, and they're about uh, $2,500 for what? would normally be a $350 battery. 
Oh, ouch. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, and uh, just think about all the money you saved in gas. You're spending it on one of these batteries. <laughs> yeah, that, that's about the size of it. Uh, you must know, being you know, having to deal with the engineering, you know, uh, where you can make advances on one end of the the equation, you're oftentimes losing something on the other end of the equation. I mean, uh, you still have to balance things. So uh, the but but back to. Um, the uh, technical advances in cars, I believe you, you used the word telemetry uh, a while ago and, and said that vehicles will be communicating with one another. Uh, does this have to do with the autonomous or driverless cars? They'll all have to kind of talk to one another to be able to negotiate traffic. Is that what you're referring yes. to here or something else? Yes. And, uh, yeah, the self-driving technology. Uh, Fortunately, if they can make it all work, it'll uh, reduce accidents greatly because the car's communicating with each other. Uh, they know the intention of the other vehicle and can uh, avoid it if necessary. So there's a lot, lot going on in the technical world, such as you know, Siemens or Bosch. Uh, they're continuously working on stuff and where it ends up, only time will tell. We're kind of early in the game and the super high-tech stuff that's going on. And uh, we've uh, been a Bosch service center and have communications with them uh, and what to look forward with the future. And um, it's continuously evolving and new technology is on its way. Well, it, it would seem that that this is, as you said, it's it's on the way. Uh, is it a, a going to be a situation where it will be affordable? However, for because one of the advantages to the technology that we're using today is just about anybody uh, can afford a vehicle. But as Lucy said, this, the more these cars become capable of things like that, it drives the price up not just to buy it, but to maintain it and repair it. Uh, is is there any thought going into that that you see? Yeah, definitely challenges ahead. Well, time will tell. The uh, technology we're seeing so far isn't too terribly expensive. It's just integrated in with other systems and software driven. So we will see. All right, no doubt we will. Does also Please. affect being that have shops that are not part of a dealership? Because I'm just thinking about, I mean, I don't know anything about mechanics or anything like that, but I'm thinking that the equipment that you're gonna have to use now to fix some of these cars or even find what the problem is, is going to have to be different than whatever you're doing right now. As you said, Chris, you used to fool around, look, open up the hood and oh, you could find stuff that could be fixed manually, I guess. Now, I don't know what these new cars look like underneath the hood, but uh, I'm sure the equipment that's going to be needed to fix it is going to be totally different, which means the cost for repair, <clears throat> even if you go to, <clears throat> excuse me, 
a place such as yours is going to be a lot more expensive because you needed to get uh, new equipment to even fix these cars. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, it's been that way for quite a few years uh, <laughs> to uh, really fix them correctly. It takes the same equipment that the dealerships would use, which is very expensive. Um, fortunately, when they design the car, they have to also design the equipment to repair it. And then uh, over time, the aftermarket will try to mimic some of these uh, tools. But we've learned to use the the real uh, manufacturer equipment has always been a big advantage for us. Okay. All right. We'll take a break once again, and we're speaking with Don Northrup of German Excellence, and his website is germanexcellence.com. So please stay there. We'll be right back with more of What's the Score? We're back. We are Score. We want to thank you once again for tuning in. We really do appreciate it. And I've got Lucy Polito with myself, Christopher Hart, and our guest today, Don Northrup of German Excellence. And before we get back to the conversation, though, I'd just like to remind you, as I mentioned earlier, the audience of this show really has grown. And that's because you folks are telling people about the show. And that's the advantage of radio. Do you know radio is still the most listened to format? It's the format people go to the most for their news or whatever. And maybe it's music, but more people go to their radios than watch TV or, believe it or not, go online. That's what the ratings tell us. So you can take advantage of it, too. And, by the way, you can incorporate social media platforms into your radio message or your radio message into your social media platform message or just go one or the other. And that's the great advantage of Salem Media Group Orlando with Salem Surround Orlando because they can do it all right here for you. Get your message out in a big way. Have you ever noticed why uh, you hear a lot of the commercials or a lot of the businesses on the radio over and over again? It's because it works. That's what they know, and you can get in on that too. So give the folks a call here at Salem Media Group Orlando, 407-618-1760. That's 407-618-1760. You can also Google Salem Surround Orlando or go to surroundorlando.com and uh, just take advantage of it. Once again, utilize both the social media expertise these folks have and the radio expertise they have and to your advantage. And all you have to do is give them a call, 407-618-1760 or just Google Salem Surround Orlando or go to surroundorlando.com. Okay, back to Don. As you were saying, uh, we went to, to the break. Uh, Lucy, you know, I'd asked you about, the like, the diagnostic equipment that you have to use as they're, you know, making advances in the, the technology of, of modern-day cars. And it's, uh, you, you said it's obviously very expensive, and is do you have to buy it from the manufacturers? Do they have a lease program? Uh, how does that work? Yeah, it's all of the above, depending on the manufacturer. There are uh, some companies that specialize in providing the equipment and the support. Um, 
We have a few companies we work with and they're available for the technical support and helping diagnose the cars if, if necessary. So there's, there's a lot going on out there. Okay. Um, you mentioned earlier in the show that uh, you first started uh, tinging around with muscle cars. Um, when, uh, when I take it, when you were, when did you start working on cars? Was it when you were in high school? <laughs> yeah, I took auto mechanics in high school and uh, had a lot of friends that had cool cars and used to hang out and work on our cars. And um, yeah, I've always liked the classics, still do. We work on a lot of classic cars, um, air cooled technology for Porsche, stuff like that. Air cooled meaning no radiator, I take it. Correct. Okay. And uh, I think they were in Volkswagen were the only manufacturers that did that on a mass scale, aren't they? Or were there others? Yeah, Porsche, Volkswagen, um, Corvair was oh, one of them. That's that right. American, yeah. Okay. All right. What was your favorite? What was your favorite muscle car? What was your favorite car? those days oh i like the gtos and uh oldsmobile 442s that's what i used to have uh, had quite a few of them now the 442 that was like a was it 400 cubits inches four barrel carburetor and what was it dual was it posi traction or dual exhaust what was the two or what, yeah. what, what yeah, was, it was dual exhaust dual exhaust yeah Dual exhaust, okay. And uh, is that the car they called the GOAT? I think they was it, call it a GOAT or something like that, the GTO? Yeah, yeah, the Pontiac yeah. GTO. You, did, have you been to, did you go to, by the way, the recent uh, Mecham Auto Auction that was uh, just a couple of weeks ago in Kissimmee? Did you, did you by any chance go down there, or do you do that sort of thing anymore? Yeah, that one I didn't make it to, but yeah, I've been there. Um, a lot of cool cars. Yeah, and a lot of people think it's just an auction, but it, obviously it's an auction. But uh, part of the going is it is a car show. You get to look at all the cars and uh, get actually get up pretty close to them as well. And uh, I believe this was the biggest auction they ever had. They sold the most cars and pulled in the most money. Uh, does that surprise you that because a lot of these are muscle cars, a lot of these are uh, shall we say souped up or tricked out cars? Uh, you know, does it surprise you that that the demand is that high uh, for these vehicles? No, the classics for quite a few years have been growing in popularity, and uh, I guess especially since you can't buy cars like that anymore, then people have fun memories with them that. Um, it's yeah, become very popular to collect or at least have one. Yeah. Do, do you have one yourself? You, I know you said you had some projects, but do you have uh, uh, your own that you've got fixed up that you like to drive around every now and then? Uh, it's a project also. Okay. Ooh, yeah. Is it a Porsche? Yeah. I think it's a Porsche. I think yeah. it's a Porsche. Yeah. Yes. What year? Yeah. What, what year is to you? What? 
was was your favorite Porsche year, both the both the performance of the vehicle and the looks of it? Are the more modern ones or the older ones? Hmm, that's a good question. I like both actually. I really like the 356s, which were 50s models, 50s, 60s. Um, any of the air-cooled 911s. They went all the way up to 1989. All right. Once again, we're speaking with Don. Chris, don't you have a uh, Don't you have a Porsche also? Who me? No, 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 no. I actually I drive a no. Volvo. I drive a Volvo, but. Uh, and the interesting thing is, I used to be able to work on a Volvo too, up until uh, this one I got here. <laughs> this one I, I did you know, a bit over my head with this one, but um, uh, anyway, we've been speaking with Don Northrup of German Excellence, the website GermanExcellence.com. dot com. Lucy, uh, did I see you wanted to say something? No, no. I wanted to know if you had a Porsche. Did <laughs> you want to go for a ride in that I'm thing? I'm disappointed. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, if I did, it would be one of those, what they called them, I think it was the bathtub Porsche. Wasn't that the one, the little, the low riding thing that uh, just had a two-seater? Isn't that what it was, wasn't that the yeah. bathtub Porsche? Yeah, the Speedster, they called it. Right, 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 right. Um, is there a Porsche club here in Central Florida? Porsche, yeah, Porsche, Porsche yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's Porsche, uh, Porsche Club, Central Florida division. Yeah, great group of people. Are you? I, I, I tell you, are you? Are you a member of it? Yes, I would assume. Yeah, okay. Uh, where do you guy? Where do you? Where do you go? Do like you do like little car shows on a monthly basis or anything like that? Yeah, uh, we also like to participate was uh florida owners group as well which they do the the classic porsches and they have a lot of nice events they'll have a concours with part swap stuff like that okay is uh by do you know is, is there a website for the for the club the porsche club do you know yeah not right off all right well i'm sure you could google it uh Porsche Club of Central yeah. Florida is that fair? All right. And uh, by the way, uh, Don Northrup, uh, the website for German Excellence is GermanExcellence.com. You just spell it all out like you normally would, GermanExcellence.com. And once again, they service all types of German cars. Do you service any American cars because you have experience, you know, with, uh, you said, muscle cars? No. No, we're just focusing on German cars only. Okay. So if somebody came to you with a 64 GTO, you wouldn't touch it? Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. It'll be a treat, yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. So uh, once again, you can find Don. At, by the way, I should have asked you, do you have, want to give you out your phone number before we let you go here? Sure. It's 407-678-6789. Okay, that's kind of easy to remember. 407-678-6789. For Don 
Northrop and German Excellence. All right, Don, we appreciate you being on the show with us today. Once again, folks, don't forget to go to orlando.score.org. Check out everything that is going on there. And even better yet, sign up for the newsletter, and they will give you alerts because there's always something happening, whether it's a webinar, whether it's a Coffee with the Leader presentation, or maybe just a news update, something you need to know. So go to orlando.score.org and sign up there. Also, if you'd like to speak with a SCORE volunteer, maybe you have a question they can answer over the phone, or you'd like to set up an appointment uh, to speak with one of them, or maybe more. If you need the expertise of more, they can set up a team. And all you have to do is give them a call at 407-420-4844. That's 407-420-4844. And I, I don't mention it enough, but there is a SCORE Facebook page, and it's SCORE Orlando on Facebook. Score Orlando on Facebook. Well, Don, we appreciate you being on the show with us today. Well, thank you. It's been a pleasure. Okay. Thank you. All right. And Lucy, uh, we'll look forward to talking to you next week. Yes, sir. I shall be here. And um, I just want to sh- give a shout out to uh, German Excellence because I've had personal experience Okay, and they are very, right. very good. So All right. if you very have good. any of these German cars. All right. We have to leave it right there, though, because we're out of time. Until next week, that's all for What's the Score. What's the Score is a public service presentation of Salem Media Group Orlando. All rights reserved. This was a pre-recorded show. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.